Welcome to Standout, where you're going to hear from some exceptional entrepreneurs. You'll learn what steps they took to get them where they are and what you can do to make your mark. I'm your host, Cheryl Tan, with CherylTanMedia.com. You can find the episodes and the show notes all in one place at CherylTanMedia.com forward slash podcast. When failure is not an option, you learn so much about yourself, how much you are capable of accomplishing, how much you're willing to put yourself out there, how much work you will do to reach your goals. Allison Maslin knows what that's like. At one point, she was a single mom who could not fail. It just wasn't an option. And she didn't, building 10 successful companies from the ground up. She is the CEO of Allison Maslin International, a global business mentoring company. She is the author of Blast Off, the surefire success plan to launch your dreams into reality, and was recently named one of the top women entrepreneurs who inspire by Self Made Magazine. Today, she's talking about the power of scale, how to grow a company that begins with just you to a business that includes you and many other people in order to create a life you love. Allison Maslin, it is a pleasure talking with you today. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Cheryl. I am excited to be here. And you're joining us from sunny California, so I do appreciate your time. And this is actually our second interview, so I really appreciate your patience. The first one, we had some technical problems. So again, thank you for doing this again and talking with me and my audience, although my audience doesn't realize it's the second time. <laughs> that's right. Hey, you know what? That's, that's business. Stuff happens and you have to roll with mm -hmm. it. And I know you've learned that, the try, 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 try again. You are a serial entrepreneur, so you've done this a few times. And actually, you started way back when in college. So talk about how you got your start in business, please. Uh, yes. Well, I, I always say that I came out of the womb an entrepreneur. I grew up in a very entrepreneurial family. Uh, my father built the largest chain of women's clothing stores in the United States that were privately owned from 1955 to the early 80s. Wow. And so growing up around that energy, and he, he put me to work at, <laughs> at a young age, I really learned the value of hard work. And so he always said, Allison, if you want something, go get it. And so at 19 years old, I started my first business in college, uh, doing personalized poems for birthdays and anniversaries and all of that. And, you know, found it, it, I did well for a college student and uh, realized I needed something more substantial. So that evolved over time into a full service advertising and public relations firm. So that was my real first substantial business. Uh, and I brought on clients like Ben and Jerry's and Charlotte wow. Roos and Supercuts. So I was thrown quickly into the business world. How did you get clients back then? And how did you figure out how to reach all those big names? Although I guess back then they weren't so big, but how did you do that way back when? You know, I did something which is still my favorite social media tool, Cheryl, and it's called the telephone. Uh, I actually <laughs> just kind of hounded people. I was extremely persistent. And in fact, the president of Charlotte Russe, Larry Lawrence, who's still a friend of mine today, uh, he said that he finally called me back to tell me to stop calling him. And uh, I ended up getting in with an appointment with him, and the rest is history. 
uh, I help them take their business from 15 to 50 locations. That's incredible. And what a great lesson that maybe you got a few no's. I'm, I'm hoping that you did get some oh, no's yeah. and you just kind of, it didn't matter. You let it roll off your back and you kept calling the same numbers over and over again. Well, <laughs> you know, the thing is, there's a couple things. One is that I was a single mom mm. and I had to make it work. And I had a lot of people around me telling me I was going to fail and who did I think I was and I needed to get a job. And I couldn't hold a job for more than two weeks. I was just terrible uh, in, in that kind of scenario. I wasn't good with people telling me what to do. So I knew I needed to figure it out. And I, I, I'm grateful for that time of being broke and having, being forced to get out there because, you know, you're, you're timid, but that's how you build your self-confidence. I got a lot of doors slammed in my face. I had someone ask me for their business card back. Uh, you know, there was a lot of rejection, but that's okay because I was committed to making it happen. So 10 businesses, and I know that you've learned a lot of lessons from owning them and selling them, maybe spinning them off, maybe doing different things with them, maybe shutting some down. Can you share some of your best lessons from the experience of starting and stopping so many other companies? Sure. Well, I know for myself, if I don't love what I'm doing, I can't, I cannot build it any further. And there, you know, just have been some times over the years where I knew I was complete with that business, but I wanted to carry it through to the sale. So I've actually sold four companies. And through that process, I learned just because you're done, it doesn't mean that you go, okay, see ya, right? right? I had teams. And so I had to take the company through the process of setting it up for sale, finding a, a buyer and working with them, you know, sometimes over a year to make that transition. And so for an idealistic entrepreneur, I had to learn patience. Uh, so that was, that was really a good lesson. I also had to get out of my own way of my ego of having things, you know, when you transition to someone else taking over your company, mm -hmm. you have to learn to let go. And so that, that was hard to me, for me, you, your, your businesses become your babies, mm -hmm. right? You, mm -hmm. you put so much, uh, lifeblood into building them up. Sometimes it's hard to let it go, but I did learn over the years, if I wasn't feeling it in my heart anymore, it was time to move on. Uh, and, for me, I want to build a highly profitable company. I want to build a team that loves what we're doing and can get behind the vision. But it also has to be fulfilling and rewarding too. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it, you know, that it really has to all be in alignment. Um, the other uh, big lesson that I learned was how to build a team, how to be a leader and how to delegate and leverage myself. Mm -hmm. And I think this is, Cheryl, where a lot of entrepreneurs yeah. get stuck in that scaling process. Right. And I was just going to hone in on that because, first of all, thank you for sharing your story about being a single mom because I think a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of people, of course, can relate to that of feeling stuck. Do I get a job? Do I follow this dream? Do I bet on myself? And so you were in that position and clearly you, de you did bet, bet on yourself. But then at what point did you realize in your 10 businesses when it was time to get help? 
when it was time to seek the guidance of someone else, bring someone else on your team. So it wasn't just you. When did that happen? Well, I, first of all, I mean, before employees, I had mentors. Mm. And, you know, building the ad agency, I had no idea what I was doing. I really didn't. So, because people would just say, well, you know, do you do brochures? Do you buy television? Do you do radio commercials? And I just kept saying, yes, absolutely. And then (laughs) I would uh, panic and go to the radio station and say, teach me everything I need to know. I would hang out at the printing press at three in the morning (laughs) so I could learn the process and become confident. I wasn't afraid to ask for help. Uh, I have a business coach today. I mean, I run a business coaching company and, uh, you know, if, if I'm going to tell other people to invest in their sel- in themselves and get that advisement and work with someone that walks their talk, I need to do the same for myself. And that truly is what has taken me, you know, from zero to a hundred in a short period of time, relatively so, uh, because I had, I work with people that have done it, that can give me that guidance. So you're even saying that before even, maybe not before day one, but maybe before day one, get someone to guide you along the way. Yes. I mean, how are you going to know how to do it if you haven't done it before or you're not around people? And who are you going to ask? You're going to ask your spouse, your mother for business (laughs) advice, right? And if you don't have your questions answered, you stay in this place called limbo and nothing happens. And you get frustrated with yourself. You feel overwhelmed. You don't know what steps to take. And there's no reason for that. When you can work with someone that gives you that clarity and direction, it's like giving you geoforce towards the big picture vision, towards that big goal. And you get there in a fraction of a time, and therefore your profits go up so much faster. You were just talking about the struggles you hear about from entrepreneurs in that scaling time. I'm sure there's a better word for that. I don't know what it is, but where they're here and they're, uh, they're somewhat profitable and they're trying to figure out how to grow. So how do, you, how do you help them? How do you guide them along that journey, which is kind of painful sometimes? Yes. Well, it's, uh, it's illogical, I will say, because everyone struggles with this. The question I always get is, Allison, how do I hire employees when I don't have the money to hire them? But then how do I grow if I don't have, a, you know, a team? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's kind of like the chicken and the egg. And uh, what I will say is what I've done is I see where I want to take the company. And even if I'm not ready there yet, I will work to put somebody in that position And what happens invariably is very quick, the revenue grows. In fact, in my years of the, when I hired the most, uh, employees, Mm -hmm. we have had the highest revenue growth. Hmm. And so what I will say is that if you can, if you bring someone on and they're really good, and I mean, they're in the weeds, they're there for you and they're supporting you, whether it's you know, your administrative team or your marketing team, uh, and you're freed up to be able to get out of the office, Mm -hmm. get away from the computer, get out, build relationships, um, you know, stay focused on the vision of the company and really focus on bringing in revenue, 
then uh, you are your business is going to grow and you'll easily be able to pay those salaries. And you're just going to have to like, you know, bite the bullet for like 30, 60 days and, uh, you know, <laughs> give up some extra dinners out or whatever that is, if this is important to you and get that help. And you will see it will, for an entrepreneur, it changes your life. So do you suggest that you invest in a person, an all-around person, or is it someone in accounting or somebody in marketing, someone in sales or someone who, who's like a doer, who like does all the, who makes your widgets or, or whatever? Like what kind of person are you suggesting? Or is it different for every business? No, I think that first of all, uh, I would get uh, an administrative person. Statistics show that when people hire an assistant within the first six months, they get to seven figures so much faster. So the first thing is to get an assistant, someone that can help you with your calls, your emails, running errands. I mean, if you're out running to the post office and the bank, I mean, you could be getting business during that time. That is lost revenue for you. Um, If you can get someone you're paying $20 an hour and you can bring in 200 an hour to the business, you're losing $180 an hour. So once you get that um, great admin uh, person, that assistant Mm -hmm. uh, or office manager, then go towards a marketing person, someone that's going to help you with social media and, you know, some marketing strategies, getting some speaking engagements, whatever that's going to be to get you out in front of people, get your brand out there. Uh, and, you know, share your message so you can start to build that community and that fan base around your brand, build your database, and then go towards building the sales team. But as the business owner, you should be focused on sales all of the time. Nobody's going to sell like you. And you asked me earlier how I became so good at sales. Mm-hmm. I've never thought of it as sales, Cheryl. I have always thought, gosh, I really want to help people. I feel like that we have the best product and service in what we do. And I want to get it into everybody's hands because I know they need it. And so I'm coming from that type of energy. Mm-hmm. So I'm just being myself. So when you're out in public at the speaking engagements or networking or even on social media, you're kind of embodying your company. You're kind of a a billboard for yourself and whatever it is you sell or serve. Right, exactly. Uh, Because it needs to be an extension of you. And I'm still involved in the sales process. I have a sales team now. (laughs) But as as the CEO of your company... You're always going to be what I call the chief convincing officer, <laughs> right? Yeah. And so you want to, uh, you know, the, the CEO of the company needs to be very revenue driven. And if you're always focused on that, then you, you know, you're going to be number one, you'll be a lot less stressed. You're going to be able to really take care of your team. You're going to be able to do wonderful things for your clients and really make a difference. It makes sense. So you say, number one, and uh, somebody who can help you with the logistics. Yes. Um, I just think it's interesting that instead of the sales, because you're saying that I'm the salesperson, is that you went with a marketing person. So I imagine you have some really great marketing tips, especially since you had a, a company related to that. What are some of your 
secrets, if you will, for helping to market someone, market somebody sure. better and somebody's company, somebody's own brand in a better way, get them in front of more people? I would love to share that. Uh, first and foremost, you want to make sure that you have a product or service that your audience or an audience will be interested in buying. Mm-hmm. And so one way is to do surveys. And with social media, uh, you know, you can get instant response asking people, if I were to create a product like this, would you be interested in buying it? Uh, And then you have to get clear on who your target audience is. Uh, If you have been working in your business for a while, one thing I suggest is write down your top three clients that you've loved working with and write down eight qualities of why you love working with them. Is it their personality? Are they fun to work with? Do they pay on time? (laughs) Do they utilize your uh, wealth of information or support or widget or whatever it is? Uh, Do they tell other people? Do they show up on, you know, all of these things. And that tells you a lot about the type of person that you're looking for. Um, You want to focus on the top 20% of your your clients, not the bottom 80%. And most businesses get stuck in serving or going after Mm -hmm. the bottom 80%. And, And this is where they get frustrated. And so once you know that top 20%, then you need to speak to those people. That means the language that you're using in your ads, in your your Facebook ads, your Google ads, your Facebook posts, uh, and, you know, email marketing, uh, PR, you're going to use language that solves the problem of that top 20%. And and really focus in on that top 20% rather than saying, I do everything for everybody. Right. That's like Mm. saying, uh, I am a skincare company and I work with anybody that has skin. (laughs) Right. And so, uh, nobody's going to hear you, but if you say, uh, you know, I work that your, your expertise is with babies, Mm -hmm. right. Uh, you know, people are in, in skincare with babies or babies with sensitive skin right there. You really narrowed it down. So that's one of the things, go ahead. Oh yeah. No, just, I was going to say, what kind of, uh, changes would you make if it was a product-based business versus what it seems like we're talking about is a service-based one? It would be the same. Uh, because you have to think of your service as a product. Actually, it is they're they're just a, a different form of a revenue stream. Mm, yeah. So if you have if if someone's lying awake at three in the morning, and they are they have a real need for something, they have a problem that needs to be solved. This could be solved uh, through a product that's you know giving a solution, or it can be pro- solved with a service. Either way, you need to speak to that top 20% that really needs and desires what you have instead of trying to twist somebody's arm who is never going to be a fit. 
What is your take on social media as far as how important that is for the growth of a company? Uh, there are lots of companies out there, and not all of them, as you know, are on social media, but how important is it for them to be on it? And how would you suggest they start that if they haven't already? I don't know how you can run a business these days without being on social media. I know. Media. Yeah. I mean, when I had my ad agency, uh, you know, going door to door, uh, doing television commercials, things like that, I mean, you would spend thousands and thousands. I mean, you would spend $1,000 just for like, you know, a, a quarter page ad in a magazine right. that had a very short shelf life, unless it was like in a dentist office or something <laughs> like that that was there for years. So to be able to reach out to millions of people, yeah. all of a sudden we've moved from a local business to a global overnight and it really doesn't cost you much. I mean, people complain about, well, I have to do Facebook ads now. Well, you, know, you can spend five bucks a day uh, or, you know, or more, uh, but you can also, it's genius because you can target very specifically the, the audience that you want. I mean, if you sell tires, then you can actually target people who just bought or, or are looking for tires or they bought a new car right. or something like that, where you could never figure out those kinds of demographics on uh, television or radio. So it's, uh, it's a science. And I think you've got to really analyze, you know, your results. I mean, you want it to turn into business, but I get a lot of clients through social media. Um, my, my agency, my business coaching agency on Facebook, on Twitter, I've even had on Pinterest, a ref, uh, one of our clients has a construction company and they build huge refrigerators for like, <laughs> companies like Whole Foods. She found me on Pinterest of all places. Right. And so I, I can't even imagine not using social media. As far as how to get started, I would just say, think of it like this. You go to a networking event and you're, you come in, hi, how are you doing? You introduce yourself. You ask people to tell you about their business. Mm -hmm. And you be a giver. How can I support you? Uh, what can I, how can I help you? Here's some great tips. You know, here's some great resources. Here's a wonderful quote that I, that I love that's very inspiring. Give, give, give. Build that community around your expertise. Separate yourself as the um, expert, the authority in your industry. And then drop in... Uh, you know, an opportunity to work with you or an event that you're having or, a, you know, a free webinar or something like that. And you'll really begin to build a following. I heard this quote recently that social media is a contact sport. And I love that. It means it just, it makes complete sense, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, it's true. It's true. I mean, really, like I was saying, it's kind of like going to a networking party uh, or event, but you're online yes. and you have to think of it that way. You're not going to walk up to somebody and throw yourself at them and it turns them off, right? You're going to be supportive and giving. And when you think of it that way, then it all comes back to you. I know that you help entrepreneurs now. How do you do that? What is your business currently? Well, the business is Allison Maslin International. And within that, we run a uh, uh, the Pinnacle Global Network. And for the past six years, I have been running this amazing private coaching and 
mastermind network with entrepreneurs all over the country. And it's a combination of training online. Uh, so, you know, we have clients in Miami and New York and, you know, all over uh, the country. Even uh, we've had clients from London and, uh, you know, across the globe. Uh, and But we do weekly mastermind groups, uh, calls to keep you focused and on track and accountable because, you know, entrepreneurs, we're, mm -hmm. we're all ADD, right? <laughs> Let's face it. Right. <laughs> and so to keep you focused on the highest impact activities um, and we, my team of coaches, we keep you, we stretch you, we ask more of what you're asking of yourself and uh, we, you get a lot of private coaching, you know, direct guidance towards your biggest dreams of your business. And then we also have live events. Uh, during the program three times a year in beautiful San Diego. And uh, we just had it last weekend. And boy, when you come together and you feel that energy right. of and surround yourself with positive, motivated, making it happen entrepreneurs, right. uh, you can't help but to fly forward. Right. And you get moving, that's for sure. Yes. We, we like to talk about habits here on the show and some things that you carry out on a regular basis that move you forward. What would you say yours are, Allison? Well, fitness has always been important to me, Cheryl. And I do believe that you, you, know, you can't just be working from your neck up, which <laughs> a lot of entrepreneurs do were in our head and it's not healthy all the time. You've got to move it into your body. And if you want to be doing business for years to come, you have to take care of yourself. And so I've been working with the same fitness trainer for almost 20 years, wow. Marcus. <laughs> and he's an ex-Marine. And I just saw him today. And I'm begging him to move the treadmill down. And he's <laughs> moving it up. And, he's and not listening. <laughs> no, no. But he asks more of me than I would ask of myself. Yeah. He keeps me on track just like a mentor. Yeah. And then I also am a trapeze artist, and uh, I fly up in the air with the greatest of ease. <laughs> been doing that for many years. I have a coach with that as well. I'm a big believer um, in being a coach, and I'm always working to improve on my tricks. Last year, I, in 2015, my goal was to catch my double backflip, and I did. Wow. So that was cool. I think that's just amazing that you do this. And a flying trapeze artist means that you you face a different kind of fear every single time you're up there. I do. Every time I climb that ladder, I oh. am saying I'm committed. You know, it's, it's like when you are going after a goal, you have to decide and you have to be committed. You can't just, you know, I'm going to try and see how it goes because mm -hmm. it will never work. You have to be all in. Mm -hmm. And then when I'm up on the pedestal, you know, I'm working as a team. You've got the people on the board that are helping you with the bar. You've got the catcher that's waiting for you. So it really is a team sport and so is business, right? Mm -hmm, you got to mm -hmm. really have everybody in alignment and focused on the goal. And then you put yourself out there and then you jump, you give it everything that you've got and, uh, and you just, you've got more power inside of you than you think you <laughs> And you're breaking through that wall of fear. I mean, yeah. you know, every time I jump off of that, I'm trying to go higher and more powerful. And so I'm always facing my fear. And, uh, and so that when I'm on the ground, 
uh, I'm, I'm much more confident. So right. it really does translate into every aspect of my life. Well, it really puts into perspective then you're, you're, you've done, uh, you've done some death defying stunts and then you get on the ground and then you pick up the phone and say to someone on a sales call, let's make a deal. It just, it doesn't seem so nerve wracking. <laughs> yeah, no, it yeah. doesn't. Yeah, no, exactly. So it's, uh, you know, if I can get up there and face my fear, it gives me the courage to face my fears on the ground. And it's also, I think, important for entrepreneurs to, um, have a space where they can go, Cheryl, where all they're doing is being in that present moment. Business can be all consuming. And if that's all you're doing, you can become very boring. And I don't think it's healthy. So when I go to trapeze, I am uh, completely in the moment. I'm not thinking of, you know, what the tweets that I need to do or the projects that I'm working on. It helps me to clear my head and then I get back on the ground. I'm ready to run with it and uh, excited to get back into into the office. That's really great. Allison, I do thank you for your time. Before we go, I just have one last question, which is what makes you a standout? What makes me a standout, Cheryl, is that every single moment of every day for me counts. I feel like I'm so grateful to, uh, to have the life that I have. I've worked very hard to make this happen, and uh, I just I don't want to waste a moment. So I give it everything I've got, even, even if I'm afraid, uh, even if uh, everyone's telling me that it is a crazy idea. I'm like, well, gosh, I only got one chance here. I'm going to go for it 100%. So I really encourage those uh, watching this today to keep their head focused on their dreams. Just walk towards it every single day and don't let anyone tell you it can't be done. No fear. Allison Maslin, thank you so much for your great advice. Thank you, Cheryl. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Standout. Allison has a special bonus to share with you. It's a free audio recording called Eight Millionaire Success Secrets for Entrepreneurs. I'll link to that free resource at CherylTanMedia.com forward slash podcast. This is episode 13. It has been an honor to connect with so many forward-thinking entrepreneurs. The best way to get their stories in front of more people is to subscribe to and review the show on iTunes. Thank you in advance for your support. If you'd like to be reminded when new standout episodes come out, you can sign up for my newsletter at CherylTanMedia.com. Until next time, thanks so much for joining me. I'm Cheryl Tan.